Well, goodness me, what a beginning to the week we are having here on Level Up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 176 um, of the show. Uh, 60 minutes, of course, of live Q&A, where your questions really do drive everything that we do. Now then, um, I think Ella is over today in the chat, just checking. Um, she's there already waiting for you. So do please introduce yourself to her and let her know your name and, of course, the city from where you are joining. She's going to post some links in for you so that you can vote up the questions um, that you would like the panel to answer and, of course, for you to be able to add your own. Um, if your question is selected, then your name is going to appear in the credits at the end of the show. So do get your questions in early and stay with us to see all of that happening. Now, the American author, uh, John C. Maxwell, um, wrote that a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way and shows the way. In digital transformation, this, I think, presents a particular challenge to leaders as they need to demonstrate both personal adoption of technology in parallel with balancing their risk posture for their organization. So to help us figure out how we too can become digital leaders and adopt the right balance of traits, we have an amazing panel joining us today from all over the world. Um, so let's jump in and meet them. Um, Agnes joins, uh, Agnes Bohotka um, from Poland. Uh, she guides global organizations through their transformation journeys um, over at PwC. Collaboration is very much at the heart of how she works and her colleagues do. With a clear vision and a pioneering spirit, I would say, um, Agnes established the first digital transformation manager program um, in Poland and regularly mentors at the MIT Enterprise Forum in Central and Eastern Europe. Welcome back to the panel, Agnes. Great to see you. Hello, everybody. Okay, thank you. Uh, Jasbir Kuna is the Director of Cybersecurity over at NGlobe, where she's leading their AI journey. Having begun her career in the technology side of business, she's also transformed across into the working in the business side as well, suppliers and distributors in, in retail distribution in particular. A uh, proud advocate for business relationship management, um, Jasbir invests in building meaningful relationships um, with her colleagues and her um, ecosystem. So welcome back to the panel, Jasbir. Lovely to see you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Michael Brennick is an instructor over with OMAC. He describes himself as both a learner and an experimenter in equal measure, constantly striving to adapt the known and proven to the context of the organizations with whom he is working. Michael enjoys the challenge in delivering excellence to each and every one of his clients. Welcome back to Level Up, Michael. Pleasure to be here. Okay, all right. Okay, we're all very brief this morning, aren't we? We're all very succinct. Thank you very much. Okay. All righty. Um, let's move on then from Michael to Ashish. Um, you may remember Ashish, actually. He's a regular contributor to Level Up. He's also the general manager over at HCL Technologies, where his business leadership role really does build strong teams and help their clients around the world adopt leading edge technology. 
conceptualizing and delivering and developing well world-class solutions um ashish enjoys the complexity and i think the pace it's fair to say of transformation projects as well welcome back ashish lovely to see you thank you so much and excited on a monday morning nothing better than starting the day or the week with such a lovely panel so looking forward to a great discussion <laughs> thank you so much indeed um always good value thank you so much ashish uh, mark rovers um completes our panel on screen today um he he as you may remember is an accomplished leadership coach and the president over at interprom which is a consultancy education and training firm who build their business on long-term meaningful relationships with their clients. And um, Mark does give very generously to professional communities, uh, including the Level Up community, and has been a regular panelist since we began two years ago. Uh, Mark, welcome back to Level Up. Thank you, Nick, for having me again. Thank you, APMG, and for this opportunity. Also, everybody, for joining, much appreciated, and to be among such esteemed panelists. Um, I also have one from John Maxwell, and it has a quote that I thought would be appropriate for this uh, to start off with. He once said, leaders must be close enough to relate to others, but far enough ahead to motivate them. Mm. Mm. It's a good point, isn't it? I saw a graphic over the weekend, actually, of, you know, how much do um, senior leaders, you know, like the C-suite type folks really understand of the day-to-day -day challenges of the business? And this graphic was arguing that, you know, if you're an individual contributor, then you see all of the problems and the further up the management chain you get, you may be seeing a smaller subsection of the issues which are facing your organization. So that proximity is very important, as is also the distance to be able to say this is the direction of travel that we're going in. So thank you, Mark, for that. Now, um, Level Up would not be complete without a question master. And I'm delighted to welcome back Suchitra Jacob, who joins us from Bangalore, the IT city in southern India. Welcome back, Suchitra. Lovely to see you. Hello, Nick, and hello to the panelists and our viewers. And I agree with Ashish, it's a great topic to start the week with. I don't have a quote like Mart, but I do have a lot of questions to ask the panel. So can't get <laughs> <laughs> so that's absolutely fine don't worry i could i actually think that looking at some of the folks who are in uh who've joined us already on linkedin and on youtube i think we're going to get some really good quotes actually from today's audience so uh, welcome everybody we'll come to you online in a few moments but in the meantime Suchitra, why don't we start the process let's have our first question for the panel please yeah, sure. So our first question is from Rosie in New York. What are some character traits that digital leaders have in common? Okay, all right. Ashish, why don't you start us off and then we'll hear from Mart. Sure. So I think uh, one of the things that I've seen across, right, uh, you know, both at clients and even within organizations where, you know, companies are moving into the consultancy space for transformation, really is that you have to be a good change agent, right? You need to be able to drive change because digital transformation is all about uh, changing the mindset and the attitude. And like Mark said, you have to be far enough, but you still need to be close. So any transformation leader needs to be close to the business and should not be, you know, in 
purely in the technology space so it's it's very difficult to find the right mix where you are in technology you understand you are you know you are seeing ahead in terms of where technology is taking you but at the same time you're so close to the business that you understand what they need and how technology can bring about that change for you so i think it's a combination of you know the right mix of technology and business uh, and at the same time uh, change management so i would say those two i think would be the common traits that i see amongst most leaders that's, that sense of working as an agent for change, you know, rather than as yeah. somebody who is, you know, kind of passive almost or neutral, you know, on the topic is actually really, really important. So we may well come back to that. So thank you very much, Ashish. Uh, March, your thoughts, and then we'll hear, hear from Mike. You touched on it earlier, Nick, in the introduction that um, digital leaders, I think, should not shy away from uh, risks. They are risk takers to be out there with something that is um, groundbreaking or it's it's uh, far out. Um, at the same time, they should be masters at uh, networking, having a broad network of experts that, uh, with them or around them in the industry. I think those are two very important character traits for uh, digital leaders. There's always risk, isn't there, in leadership? You know, there's um, there's the risk of of um, putting your head almost, you know, above the parapet and kind of saying out loud, you know, what it is that you're thinking. Uh, but but I also think that with that risk comes the reward. You know, it's fantastic when, you know, when you see others listening and responding and you know raising their game to kind of meet your aspirational vision, if you like, your aspirational goal, perhaps. Thank you, Mark. Really good start to the show. Um, Mike, your thoughts, then we'll go to Agnes. Well, I, fu I fully second what Matt just said. And uh, if you are into digital transformation, uh, the, the good chance is you will not get it right the first time. So if you want a solution that suits you, um, don't get it right out of the book. Just try and learn and you will fail. So embrace this failure and uh, embrace the, this risk and try to learn as much uh, about your organization and, and about, the, about the process itself. So enjoy the process also. And I'm, I'm, I think that uh, what I've seen in many cases that um, good um, digital transformation, digital leaders are also good communicators in both in terms of managing expectations of the stakeholders because you will not get it right the first time, like right out of the box. <laughs> I think that that's really important, that humility to kind of say, look, folks, you know, um, this is our direction of travel. We might not get it right, but, you know, creating that psychological safety for your colleagues in your organization to experiment, to try things out, to genuinely innovate, you know, is going to be the way forward and learn some lessons and move on to, you know, version 1B, if that makes sense. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Agnes, your thoughts, then we'll hear from Jasper. Okay, uh, so I totally agree. Uh, from my side, I think that digital leader needs to develop, always find new opportunities, always find for something to to grow, to looking for uh, new ideas, to new education. So it's this kind of part that it's not like you learn something and it's for all life. You need to find every day something new because the digital, the technology, grow and grow and grow. So it's the part like um, uh, every day learning something new, every day looking for something new. 
It's certainly true, isn't it? I, I collide or new ideas collide with me every week without fail in the technology space about you should look at this. Here's an amazing app that can help with this. Here's a, here's a case study of somebody adopting technology from one industry vertical and applying it successfully to an entirely different one and transforming the way in which they work through that process. So I absolutely agree with you. It's such a random collision of ideas with learning that leaders are going to be challenged increasingly to be able to have some sort of sense you know, of what is new and what might be the opportunities that they could embrace and adopt. So completely agree with you there. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Jasper, your thoughts, please. Um, I was pretty much going to piggyback off of that, which was curiosity. It is so important as a digital leader to stay curious and tech's always changing. So we have to evolve with it. If we don't disrupt our own business and our own industry, somebody else is going to come and do it for us. So for, for that, you always have to keep on thinking ahead, not just one step, but 10, 10 steps ahead. And continuing to kind of, uh, you know, as, as humans, we don't like change. But you have to live in that fear aspect, right? Where it's, if I don't do it myself, somebody else is going to do it. Might as well, I take these chance, chances. And then I also think as leaders, it's so in, important to um, uh, be a leader by example. So show those around you that you believe in what you're doing and it's okay to make mistakes, learn from your failures and adopt different technologies and solutions. So for myself, I would say those are the two traits that I believe are very important. I, I I completely agree with you there. This sense of um, being the chess player. I'm not sure how this this board game is is uh, called in Canada, um, but in the UK, you know, there's there's the there's the drafts game, which is pretty straightforward in the way in which you play it, and then there's the game of chess, and the game of chess requires that you know more consideration about the next five, six, seven, you know, <laughs> the great players make it look easy, of course, but however many steps there are ahead that you can look, if the further ahead that you can look, the more possibilities you can compute, the more opportunities you can derive from that competitive landscape, um, which is represented by the pieces on the board. So be a chess player, I would say. Absolutely right. Rather than the drafts player. Um, really good. Thank you so much um, indeed, Jasbir. Uh, Michael, final thoughts on this, and then we'll go over to social. Yeah, I would add that not only a digital leader has to be a great learner, but also uh, has to be able to attract talent and support them because in the changing world, you cannot know any, everything. So you have to rely on, on your team. That's why it is so important to, to acknowledge your talent and, uh, and support people who, who work with you. 
That's very true indeed. You know, we we only have a certain capacity, don't we, to be able to, you know, find things out and discover new things. And, you know, by definition, we work with colleagues in an organisation. Um, they can really multiply our window on the world to discover new technologies and new ideas. So let's jump over to our social feed and see who our producers are online um, today. First of all, Gwen, um, welcome. Gwen Benson, she's joining us from Surrey here in the UK. So really great to have you online with us today. And Charles, representing the entire nation of Wales, um, <laughs> if, if I may say that, my friend, uh, joining us from uh, Cardiff, uh, of course, you know, really lovely city um, in South Wales. Um, and Ludmilla joins also from uh, Vienna over in Austria. So um, welcome, Ludmilla. Great to have you as part of our producers today. Now, folks, if you're online, then, and I can see many of you are, it would be really great for you to submit some questions to the panel. So please do jump in and do that next. Uh, I can see some regular viewers, all right, who are already there. So you can type your question into the chat or you can use the QR code on screen and jump straight over into Slido and enter your question there. We don't mind wherever you do do that, but please do. Okay, very good. Um, Suchitra, let's move on. We'll take our next question, please. Sure, our next question is from Justin. What strategies can digital leaders use to drive innovation and stay ahead of the competition? Okay, so some strategies. We were talking about being the chess player rather than the drafts player a little earlier, panel. What strategies do you think would be good to encourage our digital leaders to drive innovation and really stay one step ahead of the competition? Mart, why don't you start us off on this one? Um, one strategy would be to uh, look further than your, your, the boundaries of your current industry. Um, digital leaders have that in common. Actually, they 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 don't bother about the they don't feel limited by the the industry that they're in, and come up with solutions or, or thingy, so to speak, that uh, are going across industry boundaries. Um, so I think that would be something to include in a strategy and good to have uh, that uh, broad mindset in essence. Yeah, I, I think that curios curiosity was a great word that was mentioned a little earlier, wasn't it? Right. It's kind of looking beyond, you know, your current environment to be able to pull in those innovative ideas. And, and cross-sector fertilisation is so, so important. And has worked many, many times for people. So it's a really great um, idea. So thank you very much indeed. Ashish, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Agnes. Sure. So I think uh, as a leader, you know, if you're trying to drive uh, digitization across your organization or for your client, you have to think holistic, right? You cannot have a, a myopic view uh, to a problem. So while yet the problems that come to you for which you're trying to find a solution will be very point to point and they may not be strategic, but the point, the the vision that you bring in as a digital leader is that you convert those point-to-point -point problems and make them strategic and you kind of try and find a solution which encompasses 
not just one business unit or just one business function, but it looks holistically at the landscape of the organization, right? So while, you know, uh, Mart said that you have to think outside your industry, yeah, that's definitely there. But at the same time, if you're looking for an organization and you're trying to find a problem, uh, an answer to a problem, think for the larger organization, think how you can encompass all the functions and, you know, different aspects and then kind of find a, a holistic approach because most often than not, I've seen that while you're trying to fix one problem with a smaller solution, you actually miss the bigger picture. And I think that's where some of these projects fail because you're not really having a, a macro view, but you have a very myopic view to the problem. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I've, I've witnessed that happening. You know, you have a great point solution, what I would call a point solution. It deals with yeah. a particular scope. Um, it's it's meaningful. It has real purpose and pace, and you can implement it reasonably, you know, affordably and quickly and so on and so on. Okay. But the risk is if, if the latency in the rest of the organization is such that it fails to adopt that new benefit that might derive from that point solution, then it will never be uh, strategic and it will simply sit there at the edges, at the periphery of the way in which people do business. So it's a tricky balance to get right there. We might come back to that in a moment, my friend. Okay. Um, Agnes, let's hear from you next and then Jasmine. Uh, yes, I like uh, very much approach to engage the younger gener uh, generations to uh, use their power, to use their energy, their motivations, and also looking for the innovations. They have a lot of ideas, uh, so uh, building some kind of change agent community to engage them in the projects, in the transformations is uh, very good for the digital leader to drive innovations naturally using uh, normal power in the organization. Yeah, I, that's such an important thing, isn't it? I um, recent, Last year, I think it was, or the year before, somebody introduced me to an app that, um, that you could use just on a phone, and it reduced the amount of time taken to do something that traditionally I've been using quite a powerful computer to do and took lots of training to be able to figure out how you did it. And this app had been so well put together that you could, you could produce you can produce the output in a fraction of the time. I would never have come across that app because the way in which I learned how to do things was generally through a computer first. That's my kind of you know default platform, if you like to use, rather than somebody who was learning from a mobile perspective and using apps as their first choice. So completely agree with that. Really good point. Thank you so much. Um, Jasbir, your thoughts on this? Um, so in this day and age, we're generating so much data and there's so much analytics that is available to us. Anytime you ask a company and you say, hey, are your decisions data driven? Are you really looking at your data, analyzing the market, analyzing your customer? Every company will always say, yes, for sure, we, we're data driven. And when you actually sit at the table and attend some of the meetings, it's not data driven. Usually it's one person that's deciding, you know, maybe they've been at the company for a long time or it's a head of a department and you don't really understand where they're coming from all the time. So when you start to create a strategy around something that's not tangible at that point, it, it, it becomes harder to get other people on board. So in order to have more of an informed and innovative strategy at the beginning, especially when you're looking for easy wins, if you do go down the path of a 
data where there's analytics and you can show exactly why you're choosing one over the other. I think it really helps to break down the silos, get more individuals involved and create that passion that everyone's like, all right, we're going in this reason and this is our why. Yeah, it's it's you're you're absolutely right. That sea of data that we produce is not equivalent to the insight that we can draw from it. And the challenge, I think, for for people is to understand um, truth. You know, just because it's on a slide or just because you can find it on the internet <laughs> doesn't necessarily make it true, if that makes sense. And I, I think that people generally have find it very difficult to visualize data. Uh, particularly the amount of data that we're producing, it, it is meaningless to people. And, and trying to get some way in and some sense of scale and why you need um, uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence, or you know, great software to be able to help you derive the value, mine the value from your data um, is super important. So thank you very much indeed. What a great question, Justin. Thank you very much indeed. Um, some strategies there to help all of us kind of stay one step ahead of our competition and to genuinely innovate. Um, let's move on, Sachitra, if we can, please, and take our next question. Our next question is from Sabina. Should all managers or leaders nowadays consider becoming more educated or an expert in digital leadership? Is there even a chance of escaping this? It's <laughs> a really good point. Is there a chance of escaping it? I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance of escaping it. So the imperative is upon all of us to become better educated. Um, let's mix this up a little. Uh, Michael, why don't you start us off on this one? I would say that it is right now a part of our culture to, to be knowledgeable in uh, all those fantastic uh, digital, um, well, digital revolutions we are, we are seeing these days. So definitely there is no chance of escaping this. And uh, if you are to be a leader and if you are to be a good leader in this digital world, you have to listen to your experts. So you, at at least should try to be knowledgeable in some of the topics they tackle in their everyday uh, the everyday work. Uh, and also if um, if you will not embrace the, this change we are seeing these days, um, you will be basically left behind. As simple as that. It's it's a real problem, isn't it? Because you know the pace at which the organisation is moving and developing and growing is that you can end up moving from the um, you know the kind of stage of being uh, or at least understanding your own ignorance to being genuinely just out of the frame because you've not kept up with the basics, if that makes sense. So thank you very much indeed, uh, Agnes. Your thoughts, please, and then we'll hear from Mart. Uh, yes, I totally agree that nowadays it's very hard to not be a digital leader, only the leader, because uh, the technology revolution is uh, now, and we have a lot of exponential technologies which are uh, now in our business and in our environment. Uh, so I think it's some kind of naturally choices when you want to be updated uh, and uh, really good on the market, you need 
to think about the technology. You not need to know every technology, how it works. But for me, it's very important to know how the technology could help my business, my department, how I could use it. And uh, knowing how the technology could help my part of the organizations because it's not like the uh, normal department the hr department now use uh, technology also the sales the marketing every um, part of the business change a lot so if you want to be a good uh, leader good manager for uh, the team you need to know how the technology could help uh, to build the the better place for 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 the workers yeah um i i Com- completely agree and they the commitment there is one that's needed both in work hours and also out of hours you need to be able to manage that education and i i would agree much more with focusing in terms of leadership on education rather than necessarily learning a proprietary technology if that makes sense so being able to understand principles and being able to apply those principles and evaluate emerging technologies against those principles may well be the direction of travel if you're looking for leadership education at least. So thank you, Agnes. Um, Mark, your thoughts on this, and then we'll go to Ashish. Well, any, any leader indeed should be tech savvy. I mean, there's no escaping. I totally agree. And I want to emphasize on what you just said, uh, Nick. As far as uh, keeping up with what goes on in the industry, as far as all the digital uh, transformations and the opportunities out there, you know, when do you take the time to do this? Is leadership motivating and inspiring their, uh, the rest of the organization to say it's okay to do this during business hours? Or are we supposed to do this uh, during evening and uh, weekend hours uh, when there's maybe other priorities? So it's a very interesting question I come across Many students in uh, in uh, in my classes that you know uh, are you on LinkedIn? Are you following industry groups? Are you following leaders? Uh, anything digital transformation? And then it says, "In no, kinda." And when do you do this? When when I think about it, I think that's the wrong approach. I think as a leader, you should stimulate this, and not when somebody is on LinkedIn getting suspicious as oh, this person is looking for another job. So no, this person might be educating him or herself. Uh, with the next blog or post or article or white paper that's, that was just released. Uh, I think that's really important. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Building your professional network should deliver um, exceptional value to you and your colleagues and your organization. So many times in my consulting career, clients spoke about wanting greater innovation in their organizations, wanting people to step forward with good ideas. You know, they, the C-suite really looks to team leaders, mid-career managers, individual contributors to come up with new ideas. And yet, you know, if we overload people with day-to-day work, then we push that naturally out of the working day. It becomes a hobby instead of an integral part of our professional lives. So we must make time for that. So that's a really good call to action for everybody. And Sabina, it's a great question. How do we manage to do that and make sure that we give our colleagues you know, sufficient time to be able to do that during the working day itself? Ashish, uh, your thoughts, please. And then we'll hear from Jasper. 
Right. So, you know, uh, you can't escape it for sure. Right. And like some of the other panelists said, you get left behind, you get lost. One of the things that I feel is that you can do is challenge status quo. I think that's the guiding principle. You don't get complacent in the place that you are in. And, you know, look at design thinking as your fundamental framework or as a principle, right? Because you know, design thinking really challenges you to uh, see what's not working in your space. What can you do better? So probably look that as a guiding principle. Keep challenging your status quo. You cannot know all the technologies. Technology will change. What you see today will not be there tomorrow. So don't get worried on the technology aspect of it. I think try and find the problems. If you are able to find the problems and you try and find better ways, there will always be somebody in the organization who will help you with the technology piece of it and would guide you in terms of what technology can help solve the problem. So you don't need to be an expert in, you know, in everything. But yes, don't uh, get complacent. Challenge yourself. Challenge your teams to think and innovate. I think that's the fundamental uh, principle which will continuously help you to be in uh, the transformation uh, pace, so to say. Yeah, I agree with that. I, th I can't remember who it was, actually, but uh, somebody once said that one of the traits of uh, managers versus leaders, you know, and he was talking, I think, about those people who are aspiring to be leaders of the future, Um uh, is that managers will generally accept the status quo more, whereas people who are thinking in leadership mode will generally challenge the status quo more. Now, oh. it, it's not an absolute; it's not a you know um, all or nothing type thing. But uh, I'm just being told actually it was Warren Bennis who came up with that. Who came up with that quote? So, um, so thank you, uh, Sachitra. Sachitra, just let me know, kind of in the chat. Thank you, Sachitra. Um, uh, it was Warren Bennis, but I, I think that there is something in that. You know, if you're going to lead, then by definition, you, you have to do so from the front. You have to express your thought, and that is going to be, you know, to challenge however we do things today a little. So, thank you very much indeed. Um, Jasper, your thoughts, and then we'll go back to Michael. Um, I just wanted to take a moment here just to, when I read that question, it goes, should all managers, leaders, right, consider more educated, becoming more educated experts in digital leadership? Um, the one thing we need to be mindful of is that we right now are in the, in the most diverse workforce that we've ever had. With boomers, Gen X, we have millennials and Gen Z. So when we're looking at managers and leaders, that's, let's not look at it as an individual because every generation has their strength. There were certain individuals that were born when tech did not exist. Others lived half their life without tech and others were born straight into tech. So this is where um, when we're asking a question like that, um, we're looking to create business value. And business value can be created with an idea that from a person that doesn't have that much knowledge of tech. And making sure that that person um, is in a cross-functional team with somebody that does have a strength in tech and aligning them together so that they could collaborate and work together. So this is where I would say just, just be mindful that it's not at an individual base. It could be at a team base where you want to make sure everyone has their strengths and they're using it together to build on that digital aspect for the business. And, and just to kind of stick with that for a moment, because I, I, I agree with you, by the way. I think the you know there is significant difference in the way in which um, each uh, generation, if you like, is is contributing and is wanting to contribute. Um, do you think that that is 
an imperative now for leaders in organizations, whether you're leading a small team or whether you're leading a large organization to encourage that, that there are, there's more than one way of achieving the same end, if that makes sense. Um, I actually read a business case. I, I can't uh, specify. I, I don't remember right now where which article. And they were saying there was a boomer working in a company and the person knew the software inside out. They practically created it years ago. A Gen Z came in and they didn't know, right? And they wanted to be mentored. They wanted to learn. And they were able to add in certain parts to that software to make it better. Right. Where the person that created it couldn't see outside the box. But when you partnered those two generations together, all of a sudden you have this lethal combination. Right. Where you have somebody that knows exactly the back end and then somebody that's like, hey, let's think outside the box. Let's do this. Right. So that's where I find just getting that good. um, um, How do you say uh, synergy energy? Right. That vibe. Mm where it's, uh, here's a great team. And maybe as a leader at a higher level, right? When you're looking and you're saying, how do I get everyone at this level to come on board? It could be more of a collaborative approach where you're creating these strategic teams. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Mike, final thoughts on this? It's absolutely a great question. Uh, It struck me, you know, that uh, we actually, like 90% of managers these days were digital leaders of the pandemic because we had to transform our teams for the digital environment mostly. So um, to what extent should you be an expert? I don't know. Uh, it depends on the situation. And I think that you should be mindful of what tools you actually need uh, to end. Because at the end, if tools do not bring value to your team, uh, I'm thinking about like a team or, well, not like a huge organization, but let's say you manage the team, right? So, so, so it is not a strategic level. So what kind of tools do you really need? And then if, uh, if you implement those tools separately, and I'm sure that many of us did in pandemic, what is the reward for that? Is is it, uh, is it only our uh, uh, the value we create, or is it also the way we work? Uh, and by, I think that the that the manager is the ability observation of processes and uh, being able to adapt the process to the to the circumstances. So in that uh, context. Um, if, if you know the tools or if you if you can sort tools or sort it from your team tools they need uh, then being mindful about the goal about the about and the, the the work they you uh, um, to successfully uh, transform your your team so yeah it's a brilliant question it, we could show this from some uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. Um, Mike, I'm just going to interject a little bit, if I may, just because uh, we're technically having a, a few little problems with your signal. So you broke up a little bit. But I think we got the, you know, we got the gist of that. So what a great question um, to ask. Now, do um, consider 
uh, also uh, taking those certifications as part of you know your approach to your education. Um, certainly, things like enterprise big data. Um, if you're considering, you know, thinking about how do you make sense of that sea of data that we were talking about a little earlier, and bring it into your organisation in a meaningful way, it's a really good um, grounding actually for digital leaders in the future, and talks about the principles rather than a particular technology. Um, application of those principles. So do give that some thought. Now then, over online, we've got a huge audience today. So I'm just going to jump across and give a few folks uh, a little bit of a shout out. So uh, Luciana, um, thank you so much for joining from uh, the wonderful city of Cambridge um, here in the UK. Very beautiful city there. And Cello joins us from uh, Klerksdorp in South Africa. I probably made a complete hash of the pronunciation of that name um, of your city, but never mind anyway, um, I gave it a go. Aruna joins us from um, Sri Lanka. So really, really great to have you um, online as well today. So thank you for joining Aruna. And uh, Mohammed rejoins uh, from Pakistan. Mohammed is a regular viewer and really great to have you online again today. So thank you very much for uh, joining in with us and looking forward to hearing your comments in the chat. Producers, because you are the producers of the show. So put your questions into the panel and also join in the conversations online. Um, See if you can answer the questions yourself kind of as you go along. Let's start that debate and discussion. Okay, very good. Let's move on, if we can then, Suchitra, and we'll take our next question, please. We have a live question from Melvio. Are organizations there yet with their digital adoption? <laughs> Is it a destination? Is it really a destination? Can you arrive having saying, you know, that you're 100% digital first, fully digital organization? Is that is that a, a nirvana state? Is it just a dream? Ashish, at HCL, you're, you're, you're steeped in technology. Um, is it just a dream or is it an attainable reality? I think it's it's a journey, right? It's uh, it's never it's a spectrum where, uh, as an organization, you or as a consultant, you are trying to get other organizations to be on, right? And you could be at any end of the spectrum. It really depends on what your visions are, what your resources are, and where you want to be. So it, there is absolutely no end to it. It's a journey. You keep evolving. Your business is evolving. Your competition is evolving. Your market is evolving, right? From pandemic to what we saw, you know, there was a spurge all of a sudden in everything that was available, right? Everything went online. Uh, and there was a spurge of e-commerce websites. Uh, there was uh, all of a sudden an increase in how you are doing your transactions, financial transactions. You were not visiting banks anymore. People switched to online banking. People switched to online transactions. So you're using less and less of paper currency. So you're, you know, everything around you is constantly changing and you need to adapt to it, uh, similarly in your business environments. So it's, it's definitely a journey. Uh, most organizations are getting that. Right, in some shape and form, uh, some are early adopters. Who you know, those who have adopted early are further down the road. But it's no end for them, right? So if you were using, let's say, a call center with five thousand people, yes, you have adopted technology and you are now doing better, right? With an IVR, with a chatbot, or several other things. But then you've got the next stage of maturity where you can introduce AI into your conversations, right? And your chatbot can do so much more and so much more meaningful conversations, even while you're just doing, you know, a chatbot. So 
it's it's definitely a journey it's a spectrum you introduce one technology the technology evolves and you kind of adapt to it and you kind of continuously see what value is it bringing to you and you need to have a fine balance right because at the end of the day uh, you have a responsibility to your board members right you have a responsibility to your shareholders so you need to see where you want to be versus you know in terms of technology versus your business operations and you know where do you draw the fine line between yes i am there and this is where i think is the minimum versus this is where i can continue to evolve and uh, you know uh, progress myself so fine balance between your okay, financials thanks. and where you want to be thank you so much indeed uh, thank you uh, march your thoughts it's certainly a cultural change one has to go through if, if that's uh, if you say if we have a, a digital focus in an organization and one way you can easily measure that is is uh, the, the adoption rate digital uh, adoption rate is that a KPI in your organization is that even uh, being measured and if it's not then uh, that's your answer right there your organization might not be focusing on it or you know try hard but and see if it sticks. But uh, I would say answer it uh, that way if you want to know if your organization makes it a focus. Thank you very much. It is a good point. If you don't measure it, then you know how do you know actually if you're making any progress? Um, Jasper, your thoughts on you know organization's journey towards digital adoption? Um, from my end, uh, I was thinking at it more as if, if you're a small organization or a mid-sized organization where you have t less legacy systems, there's the tech debt isn't there, and you're more flexible, you're going to be able to be more agile and go and adopt the digital aspect faster, I believe, than a big organization will, where there's more structure, there's more, um, you know, organizational aspects that you have to get through. So when when we're saying our organizations, that's very broad and you really need to start to break it down. And then within the organizations, it's industries. So as someone that came from um, the taxi industry, running a taxi with a company that was a legacy company, and all of a sudden Uber took us out and we didn't even have a chance, right? So I always try to look at it from the new age, old age, where sometimes like, being in the taxi industry, I couldn't see past what we were doing at that point. And once Uber came in, I couldn't not not see that anymore, right? And then you're all of a sudden, as a human, you're transformed for life because you've seen firsthand that digital disrupt, uh, disruption just uh, change a whole industry. Absolutely, completely agree with that. Thank you very much indeed. And, and also, I would say on that one, um, Milvia, thank you for the question, by the way. And Milvia is a regular um, contributor to Level Up, um, a regular um, uh, um, producer in our audience um, all of the time, um, is that um, it's also important to find out what people are doing with the technology that they're using. Because um, you'll find a lot of organizations um, don't use Microsoft Excel to add things up and do mathematics at all. They actually use it to, to type things into and to make their notes with. Why are they doing that? That that's not it might be digital. It might be digital, but it's hardly best practice. So do consider what are people actually really using the software for? And do look for optimization opportunities as part of that. You know, how well do people know? how to leverage the AI which is built into 
things like even basic things like Microsoft Office and so on to become more productive? You know, how is that professional development going? Or do you just assume that everybody, you know, is using the software as designed? They're probably not. Okay, very good. Thank you very much, panel. Um, question master, I think we've got time for one last question, Suchitra. So let's put that forward to the panel. Sure. So we have a question from Paula in Liverpool to the panel. Why did the panel become digital leaders? Hey, this is a great question, isn't it? So um, <laughs> for ourselves, why have we become digital leaders? Um, Mart, you've spent your entire life surrounded by technology. Um, in, in two sentences, why have you become a digital leader? It always has piqued my interest. It was a, an actual choice as I want to be in that field because there's always something new. And my second answer would be to remain relevant. You have to. Okay, all right. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Mike and then Ashish. Well, I break things. So life made me become a digital leader to fix them quicker than I break them. So <laughs> I was always curious, basically. So usually my organizations will push me, you do that. <laughs> and I really like it. Okay. I love that. I think I'm, I'm going to make a note of that one, actually. I, I break things. I break a lot of things. So I really needed to, you know, figure out how to fix them. Um, it's certainly true. And in the analog era, of course, there would be a small box with three or four parts left in it that you kind of think on reassembly. Well, they probably were unnecessary. Um, Ashish, why did you become a digital leader? I think one is uh, the to stay relevant, right? I think Mart said that uh, very important that you need to adopt and uh, you know uh, change with the times that you are in. So definitely, yes, to become to continue to remain relevant, uh, that was one primary reason. And second is, I think I like dri driving change. Uh, it's uh, you know I see that as a digital leader, change management is an integral part and is a key aspect of you know driving and being able to deliver any transformation so change management and communication i think are a couple of things that i've enjoyed doing uh, as a professional and that kind of drove me into the space of being a digital leader okay excellent all right well thank you very much um indeed um from the uh, kind of curious i think um that was a strong theme through today's show and also this thought of trying to keep pace you know with the wider organization and our communities and our industries very important digital leadership itself um so let's hear our closing remarks then from the panel if we may um, martin i'm going to come to you first and then we'll hear from mike Speaking of staying ahead, stay stay focused, stay consistent, stay positive, and keep moving forward. That would be my closing remark. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Um, Michael, your um, final thoughts on today? I think it is important to remember that the technology is here for us, and we are created to the great things. And if the technology can help us, especially with those boring ones, then we should transform those into the digital uh, era as soon and as quickly as, as possible. Good luck, everybody, right. with, the, with the transformation. 
<laughs> okay all right thank you very much indeed and if you do need help you know by the way anybody who's watching online you're most welcome to connect with any of the panel actually on linkedin we do have all of our linkedin profiles um, available to you via the apmg international events page so do hop over there and then you'll find all of the profiles and you'll be able to click through and um, and connect with people. Um, Agnes, uh, your thoughts on today and then we'll hear from Jasper. Yeah, from my side is looking for something that inspires you and building some kind of passions close to the technology, but it not to be really deep in technology. It could be in between the technology and the business, but find something which is interesting for you and build uh, this opportunity for the future. Yeah, and that keeping that interest, you know, really does show, doesn't it? If you're passionate about something as a leader, then other people will derive energy from that passion because they'll see, you know, how committed you are actually to it. So it's very important to show that and and share that enthusiasm, you know, with colleagues. Uh, Jasper, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Ashish. Um, for myself, I would say keep learning. Um, always stay curious and uh, lead with purpose. It's so important that. It, you, you're just not doing something just for the sake of doing it because everybody else is doing it or it's the new, you know, the new thing to do. So if it's uh, the foundation is built on purpose, it's it's going to get adopted more within the organizational culture. Um, I, we're going to steal that, I think, and we'll attribute it um, to you. Um, lead with purpose. Uh, so, Ella, I think you should pop that into the social chat as well for people. Um, what a great phrase. Um, I'll certainly try and do more of that this week um, than I was thinking of doing. So thank you very much indeed, Jasper. Great, great coaching point there. Um, Ashish, your thoughts? Then we'll hear from Suchitra. Uh, change is not easy. Uh, digital transformation is never easy. Uh, you may not get it right the first time. It's a journey. Uh, so there's no end state, right? Uh, so it's part of journey. Uh, enjoy it. Be passionate about it. And I'm sure you'll find success. Absolutely, absolutely. Be persistent, have that resilience and the fortitude, that inner strength, you know, to be able to continue and see things through. Really, really important. Um, so Chitra, your thoughts on today? It's been quite an interesting uh, journey through digital transformation with a broad range of ideas and thoughts and so on. Um, your closing remarks, please. I think we've lost um, Chitra for a moment. Um, hopefully she'll be back. Oh, here she comes. Yeah, Very good. <laughs> right. So it's been a great show. Thank you to our panelists for answering some fabulous questions put by our uh, viewers. So I want to end with a quote this time. So it is not the strongest of the species that survives, not the most intelligent. It's the one that is the most adaptable to change by Charles Darwin. Okay. All right. So Charlie Boy, he, he, he is often quoted, actually, uh, throughout the Level Up um, series. And I think with real meaning, because um, it is incumbent, I think, upon all of us to be able to um, sometimes play the leadership role, whether it's in a meeting where we volunteer some new information or we make an offer to find something out and, you know, do that research and bring that back into the team who are considering a challenge, or it's in our teams or in our organizations or even outside of work, 
you know, in our daily lives and our volunteering. So really important. Yes. So thank you very much, um, Sachitra. Now then, um, thank you on behalf of all of our um, online viewers. And there were a lot today um, representing pretty much every continent um, around the world. Thank you very much, panel, for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you particularly for those of you who uh, stayed up very late at night um, to uh, just be in particular, uh, awkward time of the day for you to join. So thank you very much indeed. And also to Mart um, as well. Um, thank you for doing so. Um, also, um, our producers, thank you for joining us and putting such great questions into the panel. Now, um, over on our website, you can, of course, search for and find all of the answers to the previously asked questions on Level Up. Um, it's a fantastic resource, so do jump over there and have a look. Um, there's around about 2,000, I think, now, questions and answers available to you, so do use that tool. And don't forget that you can listen to the audio versions of the shows on your preferred podcast platform as well. So just search for APMG International and level up your career to find that content. Coming up this Friday, let's look ahead a little. Um, we're going to explore how to secure the coveted status of becoming a chartered project management professional. So that's Friday at 2 p.m. UK time. Um, and then this time next week on Monday, we're going to look at a skill which is a fantastic accelerant, a catalyst to you building your career, how to become a, an amazing facilitator, how to facilitate like a pro is the topic that we'll be looking at this time next week. Friday the 18th, excuse me, is our second anniversary of Level Up. So do join us for that episode. It's on at 2 p.m. UK time on the 18th. Um, and the easiest way to do that, um, if we can ask you, please, is head over to our YouTube channel and hit that like and subscribe button. And, of course, the little bell, which will give you some alerts, you know, when we go live and some reminders and so on. Um, do ask us and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you two can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Thanks very much, everybody. We'll see you next time.